0: Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Brooklyn Nets were officially swept last night, which means that LeBron, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, and Russell Westbrook all combined for zero, count them, zero total playoff wins this year. Given the way that those organizations run and given the outsized and unprecedented roles that the superstars within those organizations play, I think it's fair to wonder if that will continue or if those types of working dynamics will go the way of the infamous coach slash GM position. I want to start by saying this, that uh, stars like LeBron, LeBron especially, but stars like LeBron, KD, any basically NBA superstar uh, has completely earned the right to give their input and have their input matter when it comes to the way that organizations run. Hell, LeBron himself, I would imagine, I, I, I would go so far as to say, has earned the right Especially with the Lakers, right, who were just kind of stuck in the mud before he showed up, uh, he has he more than earned the right to have his chance at uh, running an organization. Kevin Durant, who you know is, in my opinion, one of the most talented players in the history of the sport, earned himself the right to see how things might go trying to run an organization and being the loudest voice in the room of an organization. Um, I I consider it very similar to coaches who, uh, you know, earn themselves the right to run an organization, have some power over personnel on top of their abilities to obviously man the sidelines. Um, I, I think, I think it probably took too long for it to get here with superstars in the NBA, given how underpaid everybody seemed to know superstars have been um, in, in the NBA. But I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, before I dive into the topic of where things go from here, I want you guys to know that I do honestly think that stars earn themselves the opportunity to be the loudest voice in the room with these organizations. And how it would go when they assumed that type of organizational power was always going to dictate whether or not such functional relationships would continue. That, however, is the part where this all gets kind of tricky. Before professional athletes came along and demanded organizational power to the extent that LeBron has and Kevin Durant has, You saw organizations, franchises hand over that kind of power to coaches. Now, we can have a societal conversation about whether coaches should have been handed that power before superstars, but that would be a conversation that extends well beyond the 12 minutes or so that I have your guys' attention for. All that said, it was a disaster. Phil Jackson, terrible in both of those jobs. Tom Thibodeau, terrible in both of those two jobs. Stan Van Gundy. Uh, could not meet expectations in Detroit in all places in both of those jobs. Uh, and and Doc Rivers, who, you know, look, was a face of the franchise in a, in a very positive way as the Clippers went through the Donald Sterling situation, came out of the other end of that with immense organizational power and decided to go golfing a lot. And it did not work out well for the Clippers either. So you have these coaches who by way of their own greatness in their own ways uh, assume personnel power and coaching power obviously and what that just wound up doing is pulling their uh, their attention and their and their devotion to both of those team both of those two positions and and made them lesser at both of those spots the other issue that they ran into also is that coaches tend to think of things in in, in a win-now mode and GMs have to think well beyond that ideology, uh, that kind of approach. So what you got was people who uh, were inherently in conflict internally and also not as focused at both of these positions and it just didn't work out well for anybody. And what the league should have probably learned at that point was okay. We should probably just stick people with the jobs that they hold and ask them to be the best they could possibly be at the jobs that they hold and move forward that way. Unfortunately though, superstars at that time were insanely underpaid. Uh, And, and look, they are probably still underpaid even given the insane amounts of money that are being exchanged uh, that is being exchanged in the NBA nowadays. But still, back then, superstars way underpaid and LeBron basically said, "No. All right, fine. You can I guess if my income is going to be capped, then I need to be paid in other ways. I want organizational power." And that was basically what sold LeBron coming to the Lakers was the Lakers basically promised him You got this, right? Magic is going to be here. Rob Palenka is going to be here to manage the minutia, and then you and Magic can run stuff together. The Nets basically made the same deal with Kevin Durant. All right, here's Sean Marks, uh, (laughs) KD. You can come over here. You can run this in your own way. You can pick your teammates. You can pick your coach. You can pick uh, the, the secondary teammates and the role players and the tertiary teammates beyond that, and you can Run this thing however you feel like. And just like with the coaches before them, players ran into the same kind of issue. If you're focused on personnel and you're focused on playing, means you aren't necessarily as focused on both of those positions as you maybe should be, and you start to see some slippage. On top of that, you have the inherent uh, conflict where players are trying to win. Now, while they are employed... Uh, By that organization and yet that organization also has to position itself for after that player departs and now what we're running into is a league realizing Yeah once again, we should probably just stick with You have that job over there You have that job over there and you have that job over there Let's all try to be as good as we can possibly be at those jobs and work together as such. So I kind of wonder, is this the end of superstars holding this kind of power over it? Not just because organizations are basically saying, look, we saw how it went over there. That appeared to really suck. But also because like LeBron this year came under criticism for his poor GMing um, in ways that he has not come under criticism before. So just from a brand standpoint, does LeBron want to be associated with that himself? Kevin Durant had to answer all season for James Harden showing up out of shape. Uh, Kyrie Irving's vaccine issues. You had, now, now Kevin Durant tonight had, or last night, had to answer for whether Steve Nash is the man for the job. and And like, look, if you are going to be the face of the, you know, the, the determining voice of an organization, that comes with the responsibility of answering for the mistakes or the decisions that you made. And so LeBron had to answer for some of those decisions that he made. He, It was well documented that he pushed for the Russell Westbrook trade. And by the end of the season, you heard him at his exit interview say, yeah, I mean— if they ask me, I might give my input, uh, but blah, 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 yada, 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 yada. Rob Palenka is in charge here, right? And then Rob Palenka himself said that, look, it will continue to be a collaborative uh, experience here with the Lakers, but at the end of the day, I am responsible for the basketball decisions that this organization makes. And, and again, I, I think that was... Uh, called from upon high when it comes to Jeannie Bus, basically saying like, all right, no more meat shields here. We sacrificed Frank Vogel. Uh, people are calling for clarity on my best friend, Linda Rambis. People are wondering why Kurt has the voice that he has. Rob, it's your time to step up here, right? And I kind of wonder if this is going to be the new policy moving forward here, um, I don't know nearly as much about Brooklyn's situation as I do about the Lakers, um, but it does sound like, based on some of the things that I'm hearing, that that power dynamic there is shifting more in the direction, at least for now, of, yeah, Rob is in charge. Rob makes the final call here. Um, and and if LeBron is in any way ceding power, being the most powerful person, frankly, in the NBA, uh, then... I would imagine other people around the league are probably not going to be gaining power as he loses it. Um, You know, other players that is aren't going to be gaining power as he loses it. And, and again, like you just have to look at the the more successful organizations right now. The golden state warriors, unfortunately are the gold standard where uh, Steph Might have some input, but at the end of the day, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, and that front office get to make the decisions that they make. Steph probably wanted Jonathan Kaminga and and James Wiseman and uh, maybe a couple future picks kind of packaged together to bring in some more immediate help to solidify the Warriors as the team to beat in this upcoming postseason as Who knows how many more chances they might, Steph might have at the at a championship period. Um, But the Warriors have to keep in mind, and and Joe Lacob has basically said this to everybody that they have to keep in mind what is best not just for right now, but also moving forward. And as such, they are trying to find that balance now. If they don't win a championship this year. And it, it and and they fall short because they didn't have enough immediate help. Then that's something that Bob Myers and Joe Lacob will pro will have to answer for, right? You don't get this this kind of opportunity at a championship very often, and squandering it as you plan for for the future while you have a win now player like Steph makes you look like an idiot, right? Um, and and if that happens, then. Steph will have earned, if he pushed hard for some some kind of a win-now move, he will have earned himself a bigger voice, a louder voice in that organization. Just like the opposite of that happened this year with LeBron, where they had a team that was clearly capable of winning a championship two years ago, and they made win-now move after win-now move after win-now move, and now find themselves looking back at a title window, potentially slammed shut on their own fingers. And this is those, those moves that uh, slam that window shut. Potentially a lot of that looks bad on LeBron and he probably doesn't want his hands or, or himself affiliated with any of those decisions anymore. So does that mean he sees power? We'll see uh, if he does, then I, I think that might have a ripple effect across the league and this era uh, this generation where Kevin Durant and LeBron James kind of highlight these organizations that run with superstar at the center of everything this might be a short-lived trend just like we saw the short-lived trend of coaches failing in as as personnel decision makers as well all right That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you guys check out the Taco Tuesday guys who recorded yesterday in in my place. I'm going to be recording here in a little bit with uh, a special guest who I do not want to give away just in case things fall through again. So uh, make sure you guys keep an eye out for that pod. No spaces today as the time that I'm going to be recording that podcast is going to run up against when I would be recording that spaces Uh, So I'll talk to you guys on that platform next week, uh, hopefully, probably with uh, a little bit more to talk about in terms of the Lakers specifically. Um, But again, plenty of stuff to continue to stay tuned for. um, And if something insane happens, I will hop on Spaces and talk you guys through that too, um, whenever that does take place. Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.